0: Everybody loves McDonald's fries, so yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba da Hey, what's going on? It's Boss Britt, the most lit. What's up? It's your girl DJ Excel, and this is the No Homo Show, where everything we talk about is homo as Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. What's up y'all, welcome back Make sure y'all like, subscribe, and comment Yes,
0: and big shout out to all our listeners If you didn't know, you can hear us on Apple and Spotify Podcasts mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, Y'all can get y'all merch And y'all know we got the No Homo merch Cooch on the head <laughs> Cooch on the head, that's Couch crazy on the head,
1: y'all <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy Alright y'all, so we here today with a special episode We have a very special guest in the building I'm gonna let you do the honors Please introduce yourself, let people know who you are and what you do
2: Yup, my name is Naka Onara. I'm an Emmy winning Nigerian American, New York City Queens bred film director, and I'm so happy to be here with y'all today. Pop your shit!
0: We couldn't have done it any better. You feel me? She did that. No.
1: Yeah. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Very excited to have you here today.
2: Thank you for having me. This is me. probably like
1: the gayest thing you ever gonna do in your life. We're I don't freaking know. nuts. We're freaking nuts. So just give you disclosure. But it's a good nuts, you know what I'm saying? It's like a fun toxic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're gonna start with a little icebreaker, okay? So we have a game that we call Skittles and Riddles. Excel. Yep, I want you start.
0: Okay. So Skittles and Riddles, you see a Skittle bag right next to you, right? So you're gonna pull out a Skittle, quote-unquote, and um, you're going to read the riddle off of there, and we're going to try to figure it out. You're not drinking today, so if we, if you get it wrong, we'll take a shot. Did you want to drink? All right, no, I don't drink okay. anymore. Okay, okay, I feel that. You need to get on your level. Uh, yes. Um, and tell us the number
2: uh, before you read it. All uh, right, it's number 13.
0: Okay, and, and don't think too deep about it. It's always a dumb answer from <laughs> what really we is. experienced. <laughs> All
2: right, so it says... Where do lesbians stay on vacation?
1: Now, I did cut this one up myself so I know the answer right. so I can't I can't do it. All
2: right. <laughs> so there's a right or wrong answer? There's, there's a, like a answer. riddle. Yeah,
1: yeah, there's a there's a oh, correct answer. Oh, where to
2: do it. lesbians stay on vacation? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes lesbians be like kind of boring. They stay in the in the bed in the house cuddling up, shagging. That seems up. too of a politically correct <laughs> This is dumb
0: answers. This is Where dumb
2: answers. Dumb answer. Where do lesbians stay on vacation? <laughs> I would say everybody be going to Cancun. No, I'm going to say, I'm going <laughs> to give you a
1: hand. So it's normally something like...
0: All right, I think I know. With a gay term. I think
2: I know. Oh, it has a gay term yes. attached to it because it's a riddle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gay riddle. Got it. Where do lesbians <laughs> oh, stay on vacation? Lesbian. Down under. I
0: like that. Like I like that.
2: Like Australia okay
0: <laughs> i'll say the virgin islands virgin if you're a lesbian okay. you might be a
2: virgin I, I ain't even mad at
1: that one all right the answer we is we
0: obviously wrong
1: you read the answer
0: <laughs> you said 13 yeah okay
1: <laughs> a lesbian
2: it? oh like, my god that's holiday. <laughs>
1: You come up with that yourself? No, but I'm glad somebody finally laughed because she always don't laugh.
2: My answer was close though. Yeah, my down under was close. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be in. Get it? That was the first one
0: that was all right.
2: It took a lot of
0: thought. Yeah, yeah. It's always something crazy. You had to be high to like write these
2: answers for real.
0: What's up, ladies? We are headed to Cancun, Mexico for my dog boss Britt's birthday and a whole lesbian takeover in Cancun. We want to invite y'all out on vacation with us, and we also will be having a live no homo show. For more information, make sure you go to mostlitweekend.com because we outside.
1: So we're going to get into our episode with you today. Welcome to the No Homo Show officially. Thank you. you. All right. So the way that we always start is with your coming out story. So please let us know how, when did you come out the closet? How was it for you?
2: Yup. I was like outed. I didn't come out. Actually, what happened was I was about 15 or 16 years old. I was dating a girl who was actually a senior, kind of going to college. It was a summertime. My mom didn't know. Me and her were talking. You know, it was like on a low relationship. And we literally had a trip, my family, to go to Atlanta to see my grandmother. Mm Because, you know, we went from New York to Atlanta. And so I didn't tell, I didn't ask my mother if my friend at the time could come. I just called my godmom and said, hey, do you mind if my friend came? Would you let her stay at your house? And she was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I don't see why not. And then I knew my girl was 18, yeah. so she could fly. She didn't have to ask nobody. So I just told her to book the ticket, and I'm on the plane with my mom, and she sees my friend sit down. And I think my mom had a clue, so she was like, yeah. what's she doing here? And I was like, oh, I just told her to come. She's like, you didn't ask me. I said, yeah. but I talked to my godmother, so she said yes, and then yeah. she could kind of go where she wants. So my mother was not having it. She was mad. So anyway, <laughs> we get to Atlanta, and we get we settle there. Anyway, we at my grandmother's house. Some things happen. At like my what? grandmother's house, some, you know, intimate things happened. Oh, okay. On gotcha. a low. Damn, you she did it at your grandma's house. At my grandma's house. <laughs> hey, do me a favor, pull it a little bit Yep so At my mind. grandma's house. And then um she literally uh wrote me a letter about it. I put it in my your suitcase. Grandma? No, my girl. Oh. She put it in, in I put it in my suitcase, went back to New York, and I forgot to take the you know, the letter out the out the suitcase. Cause you yeah. know you just be leaving your stuff sitting in yeah. the suitcase right. for days. So my aunt Went to go borrow the suitcase oh. Went in it Saw a letter Where my girl wrote Exactly what happened In that intimate situation Next thing you know I'm out You know Sneaking around with her After school Yeah. Dropped her home Came home Like had the best day Of my life You know I'm sure we was like <laughs> Making <it> out Came <laughs> in yeah. My mom's back is to me And I was like What's up ma And she didn't turn around And mm. I was like Ma She was like You gay Straight
1: uh, And like I that. was just
2: like Oh, snap. And it was a, like, two-second moment of fear. But then at that point, I was like, yo, I'm going to have to keep hiding this for the rest of my life. So, normally when I get scared, I turn into a gangster. So, I turned into a gangster. I just, like, was like, instead of me being scared, I was like, yep, I am. What's up? So, I did the opposite of how I felt. And then, basically, you know, it took a while for my family to get, you know, acclimated to my lifestyle. But that was kind of how I came out initially. And then... From there on, like, my clothes started to change. You know, in New York back then, it was like AG femme. So after right. I already came out, now I'm um, at school. People like, so what are you? What's going on? Like, mm. you know, you a, you. I, I, in New York, we say AG. We don't say stud. Right. So it was That's like, the- a, up, no, a- you AG FM, femme, a femme aggress. And I was like, what? I don't even know. I don't know. Like, I don't know what that is. But I started dressing definitely more masculine. I started leaning into my masculine side. And I started dating my girl. We used to take them pictures that you take, you know, them old school pictures with the clouds. Oh, uh, yeah, there. yeah. Hey. <laughs> Y'all was We used to love. take those. Exactly. <laughs> I have the Arrow Pastel boy version. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. She got the girl version. Um, and so, you know, I kind of tapped into it like that. But, yeah. I you know, my coming out, I was outed, basically, by this letter. I don't letter. know if
0: that was outed, though. What the letter say? Ooh, it was
2: like one of those letters where it's like you know how you put like time place music it was like jagged edge
1: you damn know. You that's a love
2: letter, letter right there she put her perfume spray her right. like, perfume oh, oh, the
0: and then it, they even said at your grandma's house
2: yeah it, so no that, it said like when you was doing this in this place it made me feel like that Damn. And I was just like, dang! So it was justice. like the most explicit. I I couldn't really deny it. I was like, yeah, it was too much detail. Yeah, I was like, I, I definitely think. did that. And did that your mom
0: big. like when, <laughs> <laughs> when you did that.
2: when, I did a when great you came job. out?
0: Did your mom automatically like accept you? or My mom
2: did not accept me. Her yeah. and my brother came out on some gang gang stuff, and my little sister knew. She was like way younger than me, mm-hmm. and she knew because she would see us hugging and all yeah. types mm-hmm. of. And my mom went to my sister. Did you know about this? Damn. And my sister yeah. was like. Nope. No, she lied. She she lied for me because she loved me. She she wanted to make sure I was good. My sister never cared. Damn. But um yeah, she was tight. She was angry, but um my family came a long way. I think through my work in film, every mm. time I had a movie, one time my family surprised me and like bought out the theater for one of the screenings That's just for family. Yeah. And they learned through my film. So it took a long time. It took about like six years, six or seven years to so just everybody to get acclimated and used to it um, that I was going to be with women. And I really feel like, what, ha- what helped transition that is I was dating a, 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 a girl and she's like very feminine, you know, like beautiful body. And I think that there was this stigmatism on what I was going to become based mm-hmm. on me being gay. Mm-hmm. And my mother said at the end of the day, the reason I'm like worried about this for you is because the world is already hard. Like you're black, right. you're a woman and now you're going to add the gay part. And I was like, yeah, I am. I said, I'm leaning in. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, now my mom's cool. Uh, you know, she's she's very loving um, and very accepting. She comes to, to see my films and supports me and my relationships and all of that. So. That's what's up. And you said you're Nigerian. Yeah, so I'm Nigerian-American, so... Basically, my father's from Nigeria. Literally yeah. moved here when he was eighteen. The coming to America story is that's my father. Yeah. And then my mom's from Harlem. She's from okay. like uh, Drew Hamilton Projects. So my mm. mom grew up um, in in America. Yeah, my like, dad he Nigerian. Like, he, from he from New, New York. So. Oh, for real? So, so you know exactly what that is. He was born
1: on the same day that hip hop was founded. <laughs> no, literally the same 50 day. Years? Wow, that's yeah, crazy. It, in that's the Bronx. Crazy. But yeah, so I know like I've I have some friends who are also like. um... Uh, their family is from Africa or whatever, and, like, they don't play that game. It's
2: shit. illegal out there. Yes. It's illegal. They do not play. It's, yeah. like, very illegal. It's very dangerous for people out there, despite that people are still living their truth in Nigeria. They have, like, a whole community that they're building, but mm. they're very far behind from where we are. They have, literally have laws that put them in danger, you know, which I feel like sometimes we take it for granted here, yes. the way we're able yeah. to express, but even, like, for sometimes just expressing something other than uh, what people think is considered considered heteronormative. If you walk around like that in Nigeria, they'll stop you. They'll take your phone and go through your text messages. Police what? can do that. Yeah, they can. What? They'll just take your phone. Ain't no ain't no rules to it. Like if they see, even if it's you walking a little funny, give yeah. me that phone. Oh, this jail they what? raid parties I did a film on that before called The Legend of the Underground they literally raid parties it's really gangsta out there when it, when it comes to you know our community so um, that's been the hard part of, about just being who I am because like I always want to be a conduit for change yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm trying to figure out ways in which I could help underdeveloped countries in this space, but I also don't want to put people in a dangerous situation. Or even yourself. And yeah, exactly. Right. Even myself. Because yeah. I went and shot a movie out there and I had to leave the country early. You shot so. a movie in Africa? Yeah, Nigeria for HBO is called Legend of the Underground. Uh you know, it's about well, You're
1: exposing that how they yeah, raid parties. Yeah,
2: that just how they've been raiding parties. Just like I mean they did that for Stonewall in America. So I was like, oh this reminds me of Stonewall, what happened to us mm-hmm. where we were in the underground party and we used to dance you know male to male female i mean sorry male to female when the cops came we and then as soon as they the cops leave we switch and now we're female to female male to male Oh, try to play
0: it up yeah and one
2: day one day we just decided not to have it and that's how you get the stonewall riots and that's how our lgbt history happened in america Mm. so i noticed i'm like they going through that same exact moment in nigeria but we're everywhere like our community is everywhere so you know trying to figure out how to help tell those stories without like we're still acknowledging the privilege that, that I have. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going in to make a movie, but this is still, like, very dangerous for them. So just trying to find the balance of that. But shit is crazy out here. But they have a beautiful, flourishing community wow. of cross-dressers, of drag queens, of pride parties, and all that stuff that, that happens there. And when you're yeah. going out there
0: to film, do you got... D- dress different or look different? No, <laughs> I, I, yo, I dress. Now, because you said if you look like su- a stud or like, so,
2: because I'm a I'm a woman <laughs> yeah. and money, like they don't necessarily equate my clothing to. Oh, okay. They're not processing that information there. I got proposed to seven times. <laughs> Damn! What
1: and was I went out there, like I've been out there. <laughs> there
2: were there were even way more feminine girls around me, but they was like her, her right there. I got asked like I'm in the hallway trying to get in my room. Nigerian men are That's offering crazy. me because of money, food, money. They just, they just are attracted. They, they just don't. They're not seeing the gay part. They just okay. like the way you carry. They, your you life like hello, yeah. y'all don't. Uh, they don't care. If y'all went there, they would still try to talk to y'all just you like. Find any out other. You go <laughs> find my king. <laughs> go find me a king. Yeah, a king. <laughs> 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 king. <laughs> just try
1: get bills paid. Yeah, nah, for <laughs> real. <laughs>
2: you would get your bills paid out there. Look. Don't tell me that.
1: How much <laughs> the ticket cost? At least reimburse me on a ticket. I'm going for there. You know what I'm saying. Her. I hate her. <laughs> nah, but that, that's that's crazy, and I'm uh I really appreciate you for, um the content that you're putting out there because yes, um the first time you. I heard about you I saw you on Lizzo show. with a big girl. I love Lizzo. That's what, I, <laughs> if I ever got to meet Lizzo, I would lick her toe. I don't know what I would do. Her elbow or something. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But like, nah. I'm a, I'm a big time Lizzo fan.
0: Look at her toes is crazy. Whatever, don't matter. Yeah,
1: but I knew about you from that, but I didn't know exactly what you do. Yeah, so. And one thing I want to do is give you your flowers and big you up because Thank you hit you. me up about uh, inviting me out. And I was like, man, I respect that because sometimes when you see people next to A-list celebrities, you feel like you won't be recognized by them. But for you to reach out and be like, hey, yo, pull up. I was
2: like, that, means you still grinding. You really out here doing your thing. Hands I, on? I'm doing this not for the purpose of Hollywood or celebrities. Like, I literally do this because I care about my community. One of the first films I did... You know, it was called The Same Difference. It's about lesbians who discriminate against other lesbians based mm. on the heteronormative policing of gender roles. Mm. I toured that around the country. It came to Atlanta. DJM had did a screening out here. Shout out DJM. Yeah, that's, that's my girl. Yeah. She, she did something out here for that. And literally, you know, everything I do is to make the community look at themselves to see how we can elevate. Because mm-hmm. to me, that's what's most important. So I'm not in it for that stuff. I'm always in it for the people, for the community, and how can I amplify us and I just use that platform to do it. Not because of I don't care about the celebrity. I don't care about the awards. I really care about the people. So that's what shit. I'm doing. Nah, for.
0: yeah. Even Respect. on a no homo show, like we like we brought stud, stud for stud. We brought so many different types within the community because you're right. Like we do judge within the community if it, if it doesn't seem normal to us, which is crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. which
2: is so crazy because like we already got mad people looking at us. Crazy. Wrong, and then we're gonna create the internalized homophobia. Like. <sighs> Gender, like gender, the way you present yourself is just an expression. We're energies and spirits is what I really feel like, and we're trying to balance the divine feminine and divine masculine, and whatever you need for your soul to edify you, that's like what you should do. So Mm. I'm like, we only tearing each other down. So when I did the same difference, I basically called all the party promoters in every single state, Mm. and I said, don't do your party, come to the theater, and Mm. I'ma pay y'all X amount of percentage to like. Have come to the theater and have your party and and give our community this information. Next thing you know, everything, everybody started turning androgynous. People instead of dapping each other up, looking each other up and down, we giving each other hugs. We're embracing each other because you know we like if you seem masculine, everybody's giving the cold shoulder. At least back in my era, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. Like we looking each other up and down. So to see the community liberate after they saw that movie, like we just needed permission to be vulnerable.
1: Because I
2: feel like aggressive. Uh, uh, lesbian women sometimes just try to repress the divine feminine that exists. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that is an important part of balance. You need to bring vulnerability. You need to bring right. passion. You need to things that are like less stoic. So you know, like that's that's a part of my calling. I feel like that's why I'm here. Yeah, that's dope. That's super dope. So let's talk about how you even got into uh, filmmaking
1: and then how did you decide what kind of content you wanted to put out there? Was that always a thing for you that you wanted to be for the community or did you start off in a different type of genre?
2: Yep. Funny enough, I went to school for psychology. I always ask too many damn questions, (laughs) (laughs) but mixing like asking too many questions also as a child, I grew up. Praise dancing in the church. I grew up performing for my family, busting my friends around. I used to make them dance to say my name, and if they got or the thong song, they got it wrong. I made them do it from scratch, um, over and over. They it used was to the praise, praise dance, and then talk about yeah. thong song. Like, you know, that's, that's real. That's, that's the culture the right.
1: right there. Yeah, the I got range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Like I literally, you know, used to like low key direct as a kid, but there's no language. There's no black director. I, there was no lesbian director for me to look right. at. Right. So anyway, like. I worked, I, during my internship when I was getting my degree for psychology, I saw that. I was like, I want to do something fun. I'm about to be in school for six years. I went, looked at the book. Um, I saw that there was entertainment. I saw BET and MTV. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'm going to choose the black one. I went to BET. Mm-hmm. Um, they hired me. They, they, I mean, they brought me on as an intern. I went as an intern for the president, Stephen Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, he no. did all the big award shows um, everywhere, hip-hop award, all the award shows you could think of. And I was his intern. And I basically came up in the television world as a producer, working on Black Girls Rock, doing that. And then I felt like we were focused on a very specific niche of, you know, black people. It's mm-hmm. like only black people in the South. Or we're giving content only this way to these people um, that have this level of education or this. What I was like, we need to expand, you know, the content that we do. But I kept getting hit with, like, adversity. Like, this is how we're sticking to it. So I said, mm-hmm. all right, let me get out of here. So I can be able to make the content for the people I want to make it for. And so I was like talking to this girl I was dealing with on the phone. And I was like, yo, she was like, are you going to this lesbian party? And I was like, I don't really go out like that. Because every time I go to a lesbian party, it's a fight. They're looking at each other up and down. I'm I'm all set. I'm like, I'm gay, but I'm over here with it. Right. And she was like, you need to make a documentary on that. And when she said that, I was like, oh, Okay. And that stuck with me. I'm an Aries. So, like, once an idea gets in my head, I go into full execution mode. So, I started... I used to do this show called Notarized. It used to be on BET. It was, like, the 100 Notarize. videos of the year. Y'all yeah. remember that? It's, like, mm-hmm. before New Year's. Yeah. So, I was one of the producers nope. on that. So, I had to interview 100 artists a year. That's how I built my relationship with a lot of these artists who wow. you know now is Little Waynes and yeah, Birdmans. Yeah. That's crazy. So, I used to interview them back then. And, like what I would do is I would be like, Yo, do you mind doing two questions for my documentary? And then mm. they'll be like, Sure. You know, that's how I got Snoop from the wire. She came over mm. with ASAP Rocky and them and then we oh, wow. was all hanging out and I was like, Can you can you do my film? I just wanna meet with you about it. She said, Yeah, sure Um, and, you know, donated her time and her story to do that. But I literally did that until I got all my footage. I made a film. I said, if I get into one film festival, I'm quitting. Now, that was dumb because you don't make money (laughs) off of film festivals normally. But what I did was I literally decided to do all the festivals. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster?
1: Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a
0: movie that you can't stop thinking about?
2: that didn't have as much diversity Mm. in them. So I would do, like, all the festivals who only had white films, but they need... I knew, I was like, they need that diverse film in their film. So they were choosing my film all over the world, and the day my film came out in San Francisco at Frameline Film Festival, I quit, like, a a week before that, and literally when the film festival happened, Obama made the marriage announcement that day that we could all get married. Wow. Wow. So you gotta realize, I'm making this film when we couldn't even get married. It's not in a time where you're looking at androgynous lesbians on hollywood shows mm-hmm. you know it was no we take that shit for granted yeah we right take now. it for granted cuz it happened but it happened so fast yeah. but really at the did. time we couldn't get married anywhere That's like there's how many married lesbian couples you know now with babies on to tell instagram you, they out here we didn't have none of that and she it was not even instagram was like barely out it had just came out mm-hmm. like 2 years ago so mm-hmm. anyway like all of that like led me to make my own films and once that first film was successful which was about me and my community, I, like, just kept going from there. You know, that turned into working on streamers like Netflix, doing a show on Viceland called My House about the what happens since Paris is Burning with the underground ballroom scene, wow. going to, you know, uh, working with the Obamas. Everybody, you can name it. Like, it just took off from there once I locked into my purpose, mm-hmm. which was really teaching... Us in an entertaining way How to unbecome How to be proud of ourselves And how to have like A lot of confidence So that's what And
0: you want to focus on
2: LGBT No I I focus on all stories Any marginalized community I'm on it I'm like how do I make this Take this oppression (laughs) And uplift people But make it entertaining Make it premium So whether it's a A A-list artist Or whether it's a person Who's just your everyday a person that's walking on the street next to you, Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell a story that's about liberation and try to figure out how to make that fun. And whether that's through dance or music or entertainment, artistry, theater, that's all my space. That's what's up. So did you ever finish school? Like, did you first? Yeah, I graduated. So what I did is so funny. So back in the day, um, I was still, like, I, I, I had worked there for seven years. So I had, like, maybe, like, in my third year I had like after my internship I got hired so quickly gotcha. New York Times did an article on me dancer hard heart chief executive in the mm. making I didn't even tell my boss that I was in the New York Times because I <laughs> thought that was corny so I hit that it that's crazy what? though like it's uh, so I, girl, I need the raise you I am it was on it was on the first page and I was That's like just crazy. I was just hired like maybe like two weeks ago. Yeah. And they weren't in like B T wasn't in you know, they weren't really on in the New York Times yet. like that. So I hit it and then my boss brought me in <laughs> office. Telling. He was like, yo, he was like he was like, are, are, are you in the New York Times today? And I was like, yeah, but it's not like it's Vibe Magazine or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so tripping. like, in my head, you know, I'm like from the street. It's like Jet Magazine, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Just the New York Times. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, really like, you know, it wasn't, it yeah. wasn't something that I was reading, so I was right. like, I'm <laughs> a crazy. way different person now. Like, I listen yeah, to yeah. the New York Times podcast every morning, yeah. but back then, right. I did not. So I was just like, I saw no value in that. That's so crazy. like, stuff like that was like happening for me. So after I worked there for a while I was like I need to finish my degree because I wanted to be like on a higher executive level money Mm -hmm. is very important to me I'm Nigerian like we have yes. to, y'all about y'all coin, okay? <laughs> exactly. What's and the y'all bigger picture?
0: To go to school for like psychology. So, psychology. Like, yeah, I just wanted
2: to close help. that loop because yeah. I didn't. Finish, I got hired, so I'm like, I gotta work now all day, so I couldn't finish school. But I didn't want to leave that tab open. Yeah. So I I graduated, but what helped me graduate is that I, while I was at work, I would ask everybody for help. So during the time Bow Wow was uh, hosting <laughs> 106 in Park, so me and Bow Wow used to head to Miami. We we party one weekend, came back, flew back in. He flew back in for. um uh 106 in park taping and he would lay by my desk when you there's a picture of me and him and he's like laying by my desk and we're all going over math problems i'm like can y'all help me with this math problem i can't <laughs> figure it out so literally Bal was helping me with my math homework my development executive so everybody yeah. was like all hands on deck to make sure i graduated and so was it was real cool like family environment so i was like i had to finish and i love psychology But now I just turn it into artistic psychology. Now it's like when I interview people, I use that for that.
0: Yeah, and what you're doing, like, (laughs) having a degree in psychology or is it a a doctorate? Associate. No, I didn't finish. Okay. Um, That's helping with everything you're doing. And people think that, like, psychology, you just got to be a psychiatrist or something like that or a psychologist. But, like. You took it to a whole nother level, but it's still kind of the same work. It was studying though.
2: human behavior. Literally, yeah. that's what I do with a camera. Like, I'm literally taking my camera out of curiosity and unpacking people with each scene that I shoot of them. And so I have to ask questions. I have to get into their head. I have to understand how they work. And I have to spend a lot of time, intimate time with them. So that's been a part of, like, the journey. That That's what that degree was for. That degree that's was literally wild. to get me to the next level in my film career, actually, so that is so crazy. And you like, didn't
0: think about that when you first went to school? No, I
2: did not think <laughs> about that when I went you to said, school.
1: It is God, y'all. He will <laughs> it is you. God. I just <laughs> picked
2: BT. <laughs> I, it's like I'm telling you. There's this weird thing. It's like my ancestors will be like, "Now here, go yeah. here." I'm not hearing a literal voice, but my there's an, an energy that attracts me to something. Yeah. And as soon as I go do it. It's like boom, yes, it all snaps into place. Yeah. Even like with my childhood, like I always thought I never knew what I wanted to do. Like I was like, maybe I'm just a jack of all all trades, master of none. Cause people always say I'm naturally good at things, but mm-hmm. I'm not, it's not like one. You know how people do one thing and they just you yeah. play football. Now you in the yeah. NFL, you kill it. So I'm like, how what's my one thing? But then I realized all these things work together yeah. right. for my artistry. I'm an artist. But I'm also like a healer, and I'm also someone who's here to deliver a message to the world mm-hmm. through film, through a medium where millions of people watch stuff. So that's like that's it, it's all coming together. It's, it's coming together in the craziest, wildest yeah. story way. Yeah. Like I'm gonna write a book one day about this, yeah. but it's all it's all happening. So that's I'm so glad cool. your ancestors yeah. brought you here to the Harlem
1: <laughs> <the Ohio laughs> show. It was
0: like go there. Yeah.
1: This <laughs> is very inspiring too, yeah. like because a lot of people when they. Because I don't know. when I, I was wondering, how the fuck did she get there? You know what I'm saying? Are you pronouns she? Either? Yeah, yep. Okay. yep. she. I'm like, how did she get there? You know what I'm saying? Because I see you with, like I said, a lot of A-list celebrities. So to hear you weren't even thinking about entertainment in the beginning. You were on a whole different course. And then just taking the initiative to be like an intern led you down a whole nother path that you probably didn't see for yourself.
2: Acts of service. Every time I, I do acts of service, yeah. that puts me in the next direction because people be thinking about stuff like big too big picture. sometimes like you're like i want an oscar and so you want an oscar so you're only thinking about that oscar which mm-hmm. could be very far from where you are in your career so it seems like it's impossible now you're down on yourself now you're not getting what you want because mm-hmm. you're reaching all the way here for me, small steps have been the biggest steps for me. Like, mm. literally, I went. There's a, 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 a filmmaker named Dee Reese. She's legendary. She did a film called Pariah, which is a lesbian film. And she also did Mudbound. Um, she did Queen Latifah's Bestie Story, everything. So, anyway, like, I knew her career was like dope. So I had reached out to her manager and um, through somebody I met at the film festival. And her manager said, Yeah, she's gonna get back to you. But then I got invited to a Netflix party in LA that I didn't know. I was like, Is it... Should I go? Like, what am I going for? My friend's like, you into film, right? Go ahead. So I flew myself out there with my own money. I was like, let's just see what happens. I lived in New York at the time. So I go. I'm at the bar just parlaying, and I meet this dude, and me and him just start chatting all night. I'm telling him these stories similar to I'm telling y'all. And he literally was like, yo, come to my office tomorrow, whatever, Cool, no problem. I left, flew back to New York because I'm thinking he's gonna hit me up. Who knows when? I fly on a red eye. I land in the morning. I get an email. Can you come into the office tomorrow? And I'm like, should I go? Should I go? And I was like, I gotta fly back because I don't know what this is. Yeah. So I go back. I call my mentor. I'm like, hey, this guy told me to meet him at his office. She was like, do you know who he is? I was (laughs) like, I mean, I just met him at the bar. Like, he's cool. (laughs) Yeah. And she, I was like, I think he's in film or something. She was like, what office are you going to? So I'm walking. I'm looking. And it says the William Morris Agency. And I'm like, she's like, like the biggest agency in Hollywood. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, what the, again, like the New yeah. York Times thing, like not knowing. Yeah. So I walk in there, 16 people. And he's like, tell them the story you told me.
1: Wow. So
2: I tell him the story. Next thing you know, they wanted to sign me. Wow. So they, I literally got signed. Then at the end of that meeting, I found out that this dude that I was talking to at the bar was D. Reese's manager. When I was trying mm. to get Damn. to it's the same person. All because I decided to go to a party. Not because I said, I want an Oscar, I'm going to go to NYU film school. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to go to a party. Mm -hmm. And I had already done all this work myself from before that I had to, to share that story for him. So all that literal work that I did, just being an intern, just taking one step at a time, just moving up in my career there and my decision to leave. Putting that momentum into the universe Led me into a space with him I had free space to fly to LA Because I'm not at work Mm -hmm. And I meet this dude And it turns into like My life completely changed since then It has not been the same Since that decision Mm -hmm. So like I just encourage people, like, to really just, like, focus on the small stuff and not to be afraid to be a service. Stop trying to take, take, take. Literally, what can I give that's in service of what I actually want to do that matches, like, my heart. That's
0: dope. That's, like, the law of attraction right there. Like, you know, like, when you want something, you don't got to worry about how you're going to get it. Just work towards it. And things will fall into place that you can't even imagine, like you said.
2: 100%. 100%. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: That's the... Shout out to your ancestors. I'm just trying to stay connected <laughs> know, to your ancestors.
2: I know, I want to know
0: them by name. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you try to stay connected to her ancestors. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You're reason. my so. ancestors, too. <laughs> Where are they on?
1: That's What tough. party do I need to go to? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let me know. I'm near tonight. That's hey. you up.
1: All right, so let's talk about uh, Truth Be Told. Yep. Your most recent, this is your most recent, right? Piece yep. of work. Uh, let's talk about the inspiration uh, behind it. And when did you start on it? Because it seemed like you were working on it for a very extensive amount of time.
2: Yep. I've been working on Truth Be Told for like seven years. That's like crazy. It's crazy because I'm doing all these commercial projects. I didn't really have time, mm-hmm. but like maybe like seven years ago when I was like in the beginning of my independent career, like there would be gaps between my jobs. So mm-hmm. I had a gap to like outline the story then I started shooting things little by little people would donate money to shoot some of it sometimes I'd be like yo I buy you a metro card can you come shoot this for me you know I was like really trying to just get it done yeah. and now like uh I was able to put it out because Macro Studios who've done incredible stuff like Raising Dion they've done a Raising mm. in the Sun with Denzel like incredible movies Literally came in as a producer on the movie and helped me like get it done. And truth be told, it's just a story about what LGBTQ people go through in the black church and what our experience is like, and the love, you know, hate relationship that can come about it, and unearthing the pain that we just try to repress. So, yeah,
0: yeah, I love it. Uh, You sent it to us last night, and I actually seen clips on it, like promo clips, but I actually got to watch the whole thing, and. We have interviewed so many people that grew up in the church, you know what I'm saying? And they, we had people that said, like, the church tried to put them through some type of like uh, pray cou- the gay yeah, away. counseling and yep. stuff. Can people pray the gay
2: away? You cannot pray the gay away. I feel <laughs> Can like you get <laughs> delivered. Yeah, I don't I don't think you can get delivered. You yeah. know, I don't believe in that whatsoever that Jackie girl that be outside like saying wild shit. Um I don't believe that. I yeah. really 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 feel right. like who we are is who we are in our authenticity. It's just that a lot of times the world is trying to Fit us into this mold so they can understand it. The thing is, That's religion is, is a part of controlling understanding, trying to make sense of the the unseen world. Like, mm-hmm. we try to put it in a box. Mm-hmm. Because when people are out of control, <laughs> when people are out of control, they get scared. Facts. So it sells a, a solution, like a medicine to fear yeah but that medicine is like an opioid right it destroys Mm. you know what i'm saying and so like it it really is yeah nice facts though and so literally like i feel like you can't do you can't actually remove who you are authentically right you can try to put up a facade or anything to protect you from that vulnerability of people's criticism of who you are but you don't change we don't change and to be honest church is just mad gay like (laughs) church is very gay there's gay pastors there's Stuff happening, sex happening in church. There's, like, fashion happening in that church. Mm-hmm. Everything that gay people do is literally the building blocks of church. So we yeah. had to have been in there. I mean, you're talking music. You're talking yeah. dramatics. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's us as the essence of our spirit. So you can't really have black church without gay people, period. So yeah. um, I really wanted to make this film to, like, create empathy. Right. And give a, people a vision of what we're going through. But at the same time i wanted to liberate us and be like yo you can still be who you are and have spirituality and love god don't let nobody make you feel small and i stand on that message against anybody from the the church i love that
0: you did that because i feel like i haven't really seen that and even gay people when especially when you're first coming out and you love god they make you feel guilty uh the church rejects you your family rejects you and inside you feel gay but like you still love God so you don't know what to do some people could commit suicide or you know get on drugs or anything just because they don't know how to cope with themselves cuz they feel like they the worst person in the damn world yep and like you said you can't pray it away so you you could pretend but then you live in, in hell within you know yep. what I'm saying and then i know on your uh on your show like the preacher was saying if y'all if y'all don't really rock with gay people, let's take away all the um, songs yep. written by gay people. They was
2: like, damn. And see what you're saying. And, <laughs> yeah. And what would there be left without us? Right. And they're like they're paying the narrative. You're growing up into that mindset. So some people like before you're able to formulate the energy of yourself, mm-hmm. they already. Pink, blue, boy, girl. They're already doing all right. that. You're already indoctrinating that into our head. So, like, everything that we should actually be doing is unbecoming as, we're, as we grow up. If mm-hmm. we're wise or if we have spiritual mentors that are free. But a lot of us are attracted to oppression and slavery. It's so sexy to us. Mm-hmm. Like, think about people's sexual kinks. Like, even something like that. The masculine with the feminine. You must devour me. You must do this. Yeah. Like there's a very um, structured patriarchal way that everybody like ha- is functioning, and even we do it in our community without even thinking about it. So like the point of this movie is like to like let's unearth this and start from scratch. And I know it's scary, but who are we without the lie that mm-hmm. we're nothing? And because you have to reframe all your years of development. That's what really, you know, creates the fear. And church is good at telling you to fear. Man. Everything. That's right. We're fearing something that we can't see. You're teaching us that. But we shouldn't be fearing that. We should, like, freedom, and there's, spirituality is about freedom. It's about what you're connected to in your ancestral lineage and not This book So because I grew up And I didn't really read the bible While I was there I was in there for the music And the dancing And the communion. I was not at communion communion. (laughs) And (laughs) the juice. (laughs) I hate her I hate her (laughs) So that's what I'm there for I'm like yo So
1: yeah Yeah There were a lot of double standards Within the church Because my grandma Used to make me go to church Every single Sunday You know what I'm saying I've been baptized The last time I went to church I had Came out the closet And this particular day, they were talking about uh, gay people. And I was just thinking, I'm like, you know, I'm young. I'm like 16. So I'm like, but you ain't married. You had a baby. You had sex. You curse. You drink. You got tattoos. Um, I know I've heard about preachers being pedophiles and molesting children. What makes any sin greater than the other to where y'all sitting up here trying to target people for Living a truth And just Being attracted to What they're attracted to And then right. why are we so stuck on Like The sexuality part That was what got me That was less I right. went to church After that I was like I don't think I can go to church No more I used to go to church Every single Sunday And then after that I just never went back Because I felt like It was um Like very hypocritical Yeah And it made me feel Very unwelcome When they sit there And say that We're all God's children But then I come there And I felt I singled out I don't know It was something weird About that day I'm like Is he talking to me? <laughs> Cause I'm calling church, here, like, we
0: feel that slips,
1: regardless if it's good or bad, we feel like Yeah, it that's is true. Direct. Like you're talking you know to me. What I mean? But I just didn't like Heck that it. particular yeah. message because yeah. I know that all of y'all in here are sinners and we're all here to, you know, ask for, you know, repent and all of that. You know what I'm saying? So what makes your sin less of a sin than mine? You Why do y'all, y'all think humanity? the church is
0: obsessed with being against gay people and make it seem like it's a way worse
2: sin than... Because it's freedom. Like, freedom is scary. If you ever, Mm -hmm. if you say anything in relation to freedom, Mm -hmm. we can't fathom it. Sometimes we'd much rather think this one small way because it's safe. These are things generationally that we created to keep ourselves safe. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, we have to evolve. And evolution is not church. You go to church, you could probably finish a sentence. God is good all the time. all All the time, God is good. (laughs) <laughs> that's, election that's, that's, <laughs> that's election play That's election play We got bills. Look, you knew it right away. Like it's every it's sameness. It's yes. like control. And how are you going to control somebody with saying like they could be this way or that way? You have to pick something. It's like Rep- Republican, Democratic. Democratic party all in these different places because everybody got these different ideologies over here. Mm-hmm. But Republican party so monolithic about their ideals, this mm-hmm. or that. You know what I'm saying? It, it's a way to structure and control, but we've really flipped it into something toxic. And so, like, think about us, like, even as lesbians back in the day. Do people know where the butch femme thing came from? It used to be a mode of survival because we wanted to pass as straight so no one would arrest us or stop us because people used to get arrested for wearing more than three articles of clothing of the opposite sex. People don't know that. So we did that that just to, yeah, we did that literally to survive so that people would think it's a guy and a girl. Mm. Um. No nope. that's a part of our history. We exactly. Like, we that's ain't, about. we, think, we, we ain't as gay as we thought we I was. But Say you know. I'm but? Bunch. That's yeah. literally a part that's literally a part of our history. So they yeah. were doing that to survive, but now we doing it because somebody gotta lay down the law and somebody gotta be feminine. Meanwhile, you heard you have not been touched by your girlfriend because you're trying to uphold masculinity and right. guardedness. And you missing... You blocking missing your... Missing out on lessons, your... Lessons. You know what I'm saying? I ain't missing. Oh, yo. <laughs> you missing out on your... Talking
1: like, about you touch me not. Exactly. <laughs> talking about, man. But exactly. you know,
0: when you say afraid of freedom... Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like, that simple... is so big right because just when you think about a lot of gay people we are a lot more artistic creative fashion like music because and it all comes because we do got a sense of freedom uh we not locked into like oh this is how a man should dress or like even like the styles you know um it, it go way deeper than That's our, just...
2: It's our gift. Yeah. As our community has a gift to mm. tap into the freedom of spirit. We're spirits. Like, we have that on lock, but then we try to self-regulate by giving ourselves more roles and rules attached to it. Because we trying to... We even scared. Now, we trying to make sense of, wait a second, what's all this over here? You know what I'm saying? I got to make it look like something I know. Right. You know, I know a mom and a dad is like this and like that. Right. I know that their vulnerability has been seen as less powerful. So I want to be powerful. So let me take on the masculine traits of guardedness and nothing bothers me when our hormones don't say that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's like, again, that's like there's so many different ways this conversation could go. But I think just at the core of it, like we are afraid of that. And we have to learn how to like not stick to this oppressive way of being so that we can move our whole community forward cuz it don't matter if 10% of us do it the right way if all of us don't move together we kind of fall apart so mm-hmm. I, I
1: want to ask y'all what do y'all feel about LGBT churches have y'all ever heard of that yep i yeah, have heard of like went to one.
2: inclusive churches how was your experience yeah.
1: so <laughs> it was a uh it was a preacher he was a i get i don't know if he was gay if they considered self uh Heterosexual because his wife was trans,
2: uh-huh.
1: um, male to woman. Mm-hmm. He was a man. I never really asked him, like, how do y'all consider yourself? But he was the bishop. His name is actually Bishop. We call him Bishop. And he ran the church. It was the first time I ever, it was in Atlanta. It was the first time I ever heard about it. And um, I didn't go because I didn't understand what, and then maybe I should have went to get a better understanding, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't go down because I didn't go because it was an LGBT church. I didn't go because I was just like, hold on, so you didn't? I go. I don't, or I don't you like did? church at all. <laughs> I don't mess with church at all. So I was like, I ain't gonna go to a gay church, uh. quote unquote. If I don't even go to, I don't
2: know. It made me feel like I couldn't figure out if I wanted yeah, to go, now, so I just didn't go. What, what's hard about it for people? I think what's hard about it for people is that if church is this thing that's these rules that's against us, how is that same framework? Working with that's what gay people at the helm, yeah, I think that's hard for people to sit with. Like people are trying to create their own spaces,
1: right? But they're still
2: taking some of the stuff from the place that's against them and putting it in there, but yeah. just making it gay, so it confuses the message. I was that's people. why they go because I was confused. I'm like, but why y'all segregated? Why you just? I think it's important for us to have our own spaces where we feel safe. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's okay for us to write our own narratives within that spirituality and yeah. our spirituality doesn't have to be connected to man right it doesn't have to be like a religion with a big man that tells like you God, what like to a man. Do. yeah there's other ways to celebrate we have african ancestry what does that look like we mm-hmm. have natural part of the singing and the dancing is our spirituality right there that's why that is always in it no matter what because yeah. it comes from africa it's from us but it's like we still take some of those old things, but really the point of it is to have a safe space. So I believe that we should have these spaces, but I think it's an ongoing conversation as to like, what are we doing once we create this space that makes sense for our liberation? And I know there are spaces like that where I know like Pastor Vanessa's and uh, Yvette Flunder has her own church, Pastor Pam as well. Like all these people um, really have created spaces where we feel safe in that My question now is still, well, what do we do with this doctrine? How is it different? And everything is left into interpretation. Mm -hmm. And based on what church you go to is how you interpret it differently. And so I think it's just whatever floats your boat, you know, is kind of where you go to. For me, right now, I've definitely given up Christianity. I don't believe in the whole space. I'm trying to figure out what my spirituality is. Buddhism has been cool. It's Mm -hmm. felt empowering emotionally. Um, And just doing ancestral work where I speak to my grandmother, people who have been a part of my family in the past that give me enlightenment, you know, and stuff like that. So I'm still trying to figure that out. We never going to have the actual answers. But what's most important, which is what I love about church. Is that it's a space where we come together and can help each other. Right. We can give each Community. other money. We could watch each other's kids. We could mm-hmm. feed each other fried fish. I don't know. Like yeah. it's a place for us to commune. So it's that's like what the it projects. is. Like the <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah.
0: listen. Not church the project.
2: Yeah, it was the inconsistency
1: for me, and I just got kind of confused. And then I was just like, you know. I started, you know, knowing like Jesus is black, and then I'm just okay. like, "But they preaching Jesus is white." But so Hold like, up.
0: Jesus Puerto Rican. Ah, wait, wait God.
2: God. Jesus hold up. Like, hold on. It's this just like dance. it's the inconsistency. <laughs> he goes,
1: it, it's the inconsistency, but one thing I know is like. The spiritual connection to to the earth and to the to the world, the universe. I'm like I can I vibe with that. You know what I'm saying? Word. I know like what I put out, I'm gonna receive. I know if I'm a if I believe in this, then that's what's gonna you know how my life is gonna unfold. So like that's where I more so started going down the line. I'm like the the church. It just seemed like it was a lot of like. Ways to constrict us and make us follow a rule book, and if you break this rule, you're going to hell. And, if, yeah. and it's just like, God ah, damn, like, I'm not perfect, and as humans, we're not meant to be perfect. No,
0: and I feel like they're manipulating the Bible, like you said, like they they taking a the story and making it whatever way sounds convenient to them, yeah. And with, like, like y'all said, I'm once I study like the law of attraction, I learned to like. Yes, I believe in a higher power. It don't look a certain way. It don't, you know There's what I mean? It, 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 it's the universe, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, like, you learn, how I started looking at the Bible was like, yo, if this story is real or made up, like, what is the message in it? Just like a movie, like a powerful movie. Yep. You'll watch a movie and you'll really take a message.
2: The, the, the core issue, the fundamental thing, again, studying human behavior is our deep desire for control right Mm. we want to control our experience we want to know what's going to happen as a way to keep us safe so if we actually practice being uncomfortable with the tension of the unknown I don't know where this is going to lead to it's about how you want to live your life on your way to whatever unknown moment that you don't know I think that's the most important thing and so we have to get com- comfortable with that. We can't control everything and everybody. We're all here to serve and help others and help us get through this time yeah. where people are feeding us bad food, uh, negative stuff. We're in war. We're getting hit with negativity, which stuff. happens natural. naturally. You don't feed a baby, it cries, right? You have to, like, we have to do, like, man-made things in order to give us that happiness, over and over and over again, feed ourselves, dress nice, cut our hair, whatever it is to make ourselves feel good. And I feel like part of that is trying to control the inevitable feeling of sometimes negative things happening, but we can't control that. So I think breaking that tension and being okay with, we don't know what's going to happen, but we know now and being present. So let's do good things in the present, not make people feel like shit on their way to the unknown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that that's it. People are trying to make sense of it, but it becomes negative when people don't have the tools to be positive. And because black people have been through so much suffering, we, don't ha- we haven't had the time to even develop the tools. I don't have time to, like, walk in the park and enjoy the grass and feel <laughs> the good parts of the day right, when right, I got to go to work right. for barely any money and then pay bills and... And and the kids got to go pick up the kids so they can't even be kids enjoying the park. You don't mm-hmm. see your parents till it's time to go to sleep.
1: Mm-hmm. Then by the time
2: they're home on the weekends, they're tired. We're, this is how we're living. Diseases because we eat bad food. So slowly we micro on our own ailments slowly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, people, like, they almost know the trajectory of what's going to happen to us based on if we feed them this, if we teach them this in schools, if we pay them this much, then inevitably... There's no, there's no road to freedom at all. Damn. And even if we sprinkle a few of them, we're going to make them leave all their, all their culture behind so that they can be a part of this part of life. But then that separates them, and, and everything's about us being divided. Literally, people are making money off our division. And so that unification is, like, revolutionary if we can get to that point. But, again, studs head nodding. Yeah. Black men smacking women. Mm. Women looking at other women talking stuff, us degrading our bodies, molestation, all these things because we can't communicate, Mm -hmm. because we don't have the tools to communicate. We don't have the tools to learn about something higher. And then we're being fed everything to change our mood. Now we're fighting each other. It's all planned. That's true. Mm -hmm. And religion is organized as a divisive tool. To break our families apart, people not talking to their mothers, their aunts for years. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac, or drop a crispy fry between the car seats, or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip.
1: It was just a really long drive.
2: At participating McDonald's. And nobody, you know, people don't want to hear it, but that's what it is. Yeah. But you have to have the time and the foresight to be able to take that in. Yeah. And because of what they've done to us, generation after generation, that's the it's part just not too, happening. Generation after generation, yeah. it
1: be them curses that be stuck, and the people that should be getting us out of it, they stuck in their ways. Like your great grandma, they, they stuck. Don't talk about it no more. It is what it is. Yeah. They don't see it's no way out. It's been years since that happened. We ain't got to talk about that. Like, and we that taught, taught not to crazy. ask questions either. Like,
2: we can't even. We taught like you don't question God or. Uh, you actually, you know, you question to your parent. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me no questions. Right. We're, why can't... Questions are how we build our world. And film saved my life because literally by doing films, I'm traveling. They fly me to Australia, to Asia, to Paris, to France, to London. Mm-hmm. All these experiences, I'm talking to people at Q&As for this film, mm-hmm. and I'm learning insight. So that girl that was like... But it ain't like, you no. Know, it's no Vibe magazine or something. Right. Turns into a girl that's tapped into a global conversation so you're now. being exposed I'm to I'm being exposed, expanding me. But yeah. mm-hmm. if I didn't make a film, if I didn't choose that date, that, that BT on the book, mm-hmm. if, if somebody didn't come from L.A., from the Disney, and decide to mentor me and tell me this is how you get passive income, my mother never told me that. She said, don't get debt, so just go to community college. Mm-hmm. This woman came from Stanford. One of the very few black people at Stanford and told okay. me, no, this is how you make passive income. You want to make money when you're not even moving. You don't want to have to go to work to make. Even the concept of that is not even taught to us. People don't even know that. What is passive income? Facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, if we don't know these things, we can't teach these things. So we need more knowledge. Instead of talking about, you know, homosexual people from your pulpit, talk about how to teach people how to work their taxes out. Okay. So they don't owe taxes. Teach people that they got to spend money to make money, how to do that. Teach people what's in these medicines. Teach people holistically how do they eat to, to be healthy, to be able to thrive. Everything is destroying us. Everything. Yeah. And so, like, that's why I said I'm using film as medicine to, like, undo all that stuff and to teach people as much as I can about liberation. And it got to be in a way where only gay people could do it, which is entertaining and artistic. So.
0: yeah. For truth be told, what would you tell, like, somebody that their parents, their family, their church, everybody rejected them uh, for coming out? Like, what what advice would you give them? I say
2: take that energy and push it back. Reject them. Ooh. Okay. Just like Ooh. people could reject Fight you, you could reject them back. Okay, they sure. forgot? Yeah, it's like, you got why options. do you got to be the reject? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, people always hate the villains and stories but sometimes if you really look into a villain's story what they try to picture as a villain like the joker. Yeah it's really somebody <laughs> It's really it's really somebody who has more tapped into something else that people try to like push them down and they become mm-hmm. a big ball of all that negative energy towards them and they use it to, to fight mm-hmm. back. And so I feel like you can reject people as much as they reject you. Okay, you said that Jesus said this and I said this. Now, what, are we at a standoff? Because right. honestly, like, one time when one of the ministers came to me in my church, because I used to speak at church a lot. I used to be a youth leader. And You got to choose between your sexuality and your spirituality. And I was like, is the security guard going to come take me out of here? <laughs> and if not, then keep it moving. I'm going to finish watching the sermon. Right. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? Mm-hmm. That's your opinion. And sometimes we forget. We be doing all this people pleasing because right. of opinion but what is the what is the end result of it sometimes again there's places where that's violence which is terrible mm-hmm. and unfortunately so many of us have had to and still have to sacrifice life yeah. to make our point yeah but that's what we had to do to not be enslaved anymore it's the same thing Facts. So it's like reject. I, I say just reject their opinions back. You think that I'm bad for being gay. I think you're bad for judging me, be, judging me out. for being <laughs> gay. Now what? Now what do you want to do? Right. All right. Oh, you don't want me in your house. So, so you don't want your kids. So you don't want something special. It's like the self value we gotta have about ourselves. Facts. You're missing out. If I, you can reject me, and now you miss out on me. So that's like really, you know, a big part of it for me. Nah, facts. And last question, like, just in general, when it comes to
1: um, LGBTQIA plus content, mainstream-wise, do you feel like they over-sexualize us? Because one thing I'm noticing is, like, they're trying to be more inclusive, but I'm honestly tired of the gay best friend storyline, or if it is a gay best friend, they just make everything so sexualized with it, like... He's the gay best friend. and He's on Tinder, and then he met a guy that's on a download. Um,
2: it's the same thing. So I'm how do you about it? I'm so tired about of it? these stories. That's why in my films and my projects, like yeah. I really tell other stories about the real shit. gay people being happy, right. dancing, having jobs that are thriving. Right. You know what I'm saying? I try to use my joy and my 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 career as an example of like liberating people so they know what mm-hmm. gay people look like, which is not monolithic. It's like mm-hmm. there's so many different types of us who love so many different things that express in so many different ways. Right. And especially black lesbian women. That's why you look at truth be told, I had to put Pastor Pam in the front. I had to put somebody like Nikita in the front because they're women who are out here doing this. And black lesbian women, we we don't even get the screen time like that. And when Blacks. we do, it's in this, we a trucker or, Damn. you know what I'm saying? Or we're doing, we, we look very specific to mm-hmm. them. So my work is really trying to expand that because mainstream just really wants us to look one way, like they want to put everything else in a box. Mm-hmm. So like, that's, that's what I'm doing as a, re, a rebuttal, like out of the box content that really makes people see that there's so many types of us, so many versions of us, and we're just like everybody else. I Facts. hear sad stories. That's why some of the truth we told is even funny. Yeah. You know, or uplifting or hopeful, like, look in the mirror when Pastor Pam did the mirror exercise and said, I'm the image of God. Like, look at you as you. Look at yourself yeah. mm-hmm. and the beauty in yourself. And, like, that's we're just getting to the tip of the iceberg on that. But for women, we're far behind. You mostly see gay men in, in these stories. Yes. True. And if they're about gay women, they're on some channel nobody watches
0: and I uh, we actually talked to like a director well I talked to a director before and she straight up told me like yo doing gay content is like a suicide mission for her as far as like not getting the money, not getting the yep. support, do you feel the same oh, way? Oh yeah.
2: For truth be told, I still I had to beg for that money. Then after I had to beg for the money, I had to beg for people to market it. Even mm. when I came to Atlanta one time, like I'm like, "Yo, y'all, can y'all promote this? Talk about this here, talk about this there, gay people." And they're just like, "Oh, you know, is it this? Is it about me? Is it you know?" People are afraid to touch it, even when it's themselves. That's how much internalized right. hatred. And fear that there is. Yes, that is. And that's why I have to keep fighting. And that's why I mostly have my commercial career. Because that's going amazing. That's always going up. I have movies I got coming out about some of the biggest artists that people ever, uh, of all time. And with that stuff, I'm using that so I can make a platform to really talk about this. So that's just all just a conduit to bring our freedom back. I'm just using it for that. That's Man, dope.
1: keep doing it because we need Joe shit to be the mainstream shit. <laughs> Absolutely, like that's said, gonna We happen. go through real shit. We got lives. We got trauma. It's not just all about sex, going home, one night stand. Like, it's, yeah,
2: sometimes it's uh, <laughs> <that's quite laughs> it,
1: you know. But it's, yeah, it's deeper shit that needs to be brought. One hundred percent. I'm gonna keep.
2: I'm gonna keep doing that. I'm yeah. gonna keep chipping away at it, and it's gonna be my. It's gonna be my world eventually, mm-hmm. and that's what's gonna be put in it. By the time I get and there. And where
0: can people find this gay content? Because I feel like yeah, sometimes we, we even be wanting stuff. You know what I mean? And then you might go to Netflix. They'll say, like, LGBT. It'll be some dumb shit. Yeah, Some time. shit that I can't relate Half to. Half the time. You know what I mean? So, like, it. I heard you name a couple joints, even from another director. Like, where can you yeah, find Pariah, this?
2: Yeah, Pariah, D. Reese. Her stuff has been, like, on Netflix. But Amazon is good for this. Amazon. Okay. I work with Amazon a lot and Amazon has everything. You could even rent or buy stuff that's not on the other streamers. So I would say shit. go on Amazon. <laughs> Amazon got everything. Yeah. Everything. I'm going to find some gay shit, I'm too. Starting <laughs> I'm starting to it. Yeah. I'm sick of it. You. Yeah. yeah. I feel you.
0: We appreciate you. I think you brought a lot of insight. Um, and a lot of people are dealing with this as we speak with the church and stuff, so. Absolutely. If y'all haven't watched
2: your Truth film. Truth be told. And where
0: can they get that?
2: It's going to be streaming soon.
0: Okay, so it's not out yet.
2: No, it's in film festivals right now. So if you go to uh, truthbetoldfilm.com, you'll find out all the newest screenings. And we're about to be streaming soon. That'll be announced soon. I that sure should be a look- process, man. It is. It's a process. Woo, I sure was to looking you. for
0: it because I downloaded uh, Apple TV and everything because I... When I Googled it, that's where it said it was. Yeah. I'm like, man, this shit is not oh, no a series ahead. called
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, I think uh,
0: something different came up. Yeah. So that's dope. Um, y'all got to look out for that. Cause
1: yeah. When it drops, we're going we gonna to help you for yeah, sure. Yeah,
2: However
1: thank you we so can. much. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. All right, y'all. Well, this is the No Homo Show. Y'all make sure y'all like, comment. Thank y'all. Yeah.
0: Let's go.
2: Hold on gay shit. Hold on gay, 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 gay. Boss Brits, we certified and DJ Excel. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip.
0: It was just a really long drive.
2: <coughs> at participating McDonald's.